ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Helen Lewis, and I want to tell you about a podcast I've made for BBC Radio 4 and BBC Sounds. It's called The New Gurus, and it's about how everywhere you look on the internet, people are giving advice. Advice they claim will transform your life. Advice that gets some thousands, even millions of devoted followers. These online prophets are telling us how to eat, how to think, how to get rich, how to find love, how to manage our time. So how exactly are these gurus changing our lives and the world around us? And who holds them to account? Find out by subscribing to The New Gurus wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com He's got a podcast, old spice and miles and miles of pubic lice. STG, fridge, freeze, he's a proper naughty geese. Chatting bollock shit, stains, moist stains and airy touch. And Jimmy Savile track suits from a mush in shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you wee. He'll shag your mum for no money. A man for a diet hat on the door. Don't cry, it's only a joke, you silly mush. <laughs> Don't stress, beat the meat. Moisture is on eat. Don't stress, beat the meat. Say, take a seat. Airy feet, not much air. Massive tits. Beat the meat. Beat the meat. Airy feet. You're listening to Chatting Bollocks of Daniel O'Reilly. What a plonker he really is hello and welcome to another episode of chatting bollocks with yours truly <laughs> uh dapper the rapper aka uh proper naughty geezer fridge freezer lemon squeezer ebenezer do as you please it's me but i've got myself a special guest this is um the first of our of my new um new podcast man with guests with filming it's it's emotional i've got uh robert heisey with me today uh how shall i describe you tell them quickly this is this is uh the first guest that i wanted to get on my uh new style of podcast because um we met a little while ago and he really helped me and i just thought wicked now that we've got so many listeners that you can you can help them just tell us first of all what do you do i'm the uk's number one unconscious mind therapist so i don't deal with the mind in in ways like psychotherapy with the content i deal with the process of recovery if that makes any sense at all yeah so let's talk about first of all how we met um we sort of started talking on instagram yeah and it was on the lead up to my fight with harvey that's right and um we we had a little chat and uh yeah and then we emailed and and you said you know how how you asked me how i'm getting on with you know with my process and i i've got to admit to everyone that's listening to this that after i saw you after just one session after seeing you after one session, my and I, and I swear down this is true. My anxiety levels have almost completely gone, and well, I think they. When I register my anxiety, I consider anxiety when I start not being able to control um, my thoughts, and when I start panicking and stuff like that, or I just feel like I have this air of um, adrenaline and pressure, right, that I can't shake. And on the lead up to going into the fight, it was almost unbearable for me. And then you came round and we 
we spoke, didn't we? Yeah, and um, yeah, I remember that day very well. It was um, only a week to go, wasn't it? So you'd yeah. been suffering for most of the time. I wish I got there a bit, you know, a month yeah, before. Yeah, I think, think it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I remember. I remember that very well. And it's a lot of fighters. I work with a lot of fighters, and um, yeah, everyone gets anxiety or anticipation when about the fight. But um, as it boiled down to, it, it comes down to people thinking about what they don't want to happen more than what they do want. And obviously yeah. leading up to a fight, you don't want to get embarrassed. You don't want to get mugged off. You're in the public eye and yeah. you'll start thinking the worst things that can happen. How am I going to protect myself? How can I? People start thinking about how can they stop the worst from happening? Yeah. And they're focusing on what they don't want instead of what they do want. Yeah. So, you know, that's why, you know, we sort of, as we worked through that day, we started getting you into um, visualizing to start seeing yourself you know, doing what you wanted to do, feeling the emotions that you want to feel. Um, mm. And yeah, it was quite a long session, wasn't it? It was three hours long. And it was, yeah. We went through like the reticular activating system that we can go into yeah. later. Yeah. And um, and everything got made twice. I think that was a big, a big, yeah. a big step for you, learning that you, everything gets made first as a thought. Yes. Then it gets created outside in your reality. Yeah. I'll tell you what I took from it. Um, I mean, my missus was like, what's going on? Like, because we went up to my bedroom, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you was up there for three like, hours with a geezer. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? But I come down and I spoke to my missus about it afterwards, and I was like, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get it straight. I, I mean, I got what you were saying, but I didn't, I didn't get it until it, it started working. Yeah. And I think what you made me realize what I was doing, right? And it's mental when you think about it. What you, what you made me realize is what I was doing is I was going and training to be better. So I was training my jujitsu, training my yeah. striking. But then in my mind, I was thinking about losing. Yeah. All I was doing was thinking about, fuck, what if I get there and um, I get choked out? What if I get there and I get hurt? Or, or do you know what it was? It was like, I think because I was thinking of all of the bad things that could happen, the actual event was not a positive thing no. for me. You, you programmed your emotional intelligence, which is your unconscious mind, to have a negative feeling. So yeah. what happens is then when you keep repeating this thought process, you're programming the body to feel bad you know about, yeah. about the event so you're not going to go in there with a good mindset because you know within two million years there's never been a human being while experiencing the emotion of sadness who can make a happy thought if a human being feels sad the brain's got to check in with the body and make correspondent thoughts if you feel anxious the body kicks in with you know your mind kicks in with the body and goes oh yeah you might lose this you might get hurt and it starts thinking the worst to try to protect you from the future so you know we have to reprogram the mind in visualizing and creating the outcomes that we want instead of thinking of what we don't want. And this all comes from the schooling system. You know, when you're at school, they teach you how to go through life, how to not make mistakes. And, you know, um, it's the academic intelligence in us that does this. And I, you know, listen, I love academic intelligence. I'm dyslexic with ADHD, so I'm not academic at all, but I wish I could be because it made my life a lot fucking easier. You know yeah. what I mean? But, um, when we were at school, what happened? You give me a four year old kid. Yeah. And then what do you want to be? I want to be a footballer. I want to be a, I want to be a Spice Girl, I want to be a ballerina, I want to be a, I don't know, yeah. fucking pop star, whatever, yeah. yeah? Then they start school. Now, by seven years old, yeah, they stop daydreaming, get on with your work. So all this visual, all this creativity, creativity that we give our children gets knocked out of them because all of a sudden it's like, don't draw in your book. This is how you spell. This is how you write. This is how you colour in. This is how you shade. And if you don't do it at our teacher... Then I'm going to mark you as an F. And this little seven-year-old go, what's an F, miss? And you go, it's a failure. I don't want to be a failure. So a thousand kids in the school have all got to do the same thing the same way. Otherwise, they're made to feel like they're stupid. Yeah. And that's brainwashing. And that is academic intelligence. And, uh, you know, we need it. I understand why the world's programmed to work like that. It could be mayhem if, if there wasn't rules and regulations. But, you know, it's taking away our creativity. So just if you have academic intelligence alone, yeah. 
you're creating people to make good workers for other people's dreams. You ain't yeah. creating, you ain't creating creators. You're making people to be good. The more, the more academic you are, the better paid worker. But you're yeah. still going to have four fucking weeks holiday a year. And yeah. if you're earning 200 grand a year, you want to earn 400, the boss can go, no, you can't. Then what are you going to do about it? No, you're right. Do you know what I'm saying? So we've got to be, we've got to understand that human beings are first and foremost creators. And, you know, everything starts as a fault. And I said this to you before if, um, on the day, look around the room, see if you can find me anything except for what comes from nature and the earth in its original form. So except for like trees, plants, cats, dogs, wind, rain, sand, snow, monkeys, oxygen, that yeah, sort yeah. of shit, yeah? If, if you put that aside, see if you can find me anything in this room that never first started as a thought in a human's mind, yeah. as you discovered. So if you look at a table, someone yeah. thought of that. Yeah, and it comes from made. the wood of a tree, yeah. but not in its original form. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I, I think what it boils down to is like it's like ambition. It's ambition in in in, in yeah. a different sense. And what you said to me when we when we when when we well yeah we get into the visual visualization of it. But you were saying to me, imagine specific things. Yeah. Uh, and imagine what the what it will feel like. Visualize the audience cheering. Visualize um, winning. Visualize punching. Visualize. Yeah. And for me, what. The, my biggest fear for the fight with Harvey was it wasn't actually losing and it wasn't getting knocked out because I get knocked out every <laughs> six to eight weeks for getting mouthy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm always getting it. And I grew up fighting, like yeah. scrapping and stuff, right? So I really don't mind a tear up and, and, and I'm used to getting a slap. So it wasn't that that scared me. What scared me was, and what my anxiety was about, was walking into the ring and being scared, like turning my back on the fight and not stepping yeah. forward and not having the confidence to try. Yeah. So if I went in there and cowered and like, and, and yeah. that's crumbled, that yeah, crumbled, yeah. That, that, that was the humiliation. And I honestly think that if I hadn't sat with you and I hadn't visualized, cause I, by the time I'd got to, I mean, days before my anxiety was gone, it was mad. Yeah. And, and I, I'm walking into the ring. My anxiety wasn't there and standing in front of him. I was like, a big thing. Walking yeah. into the ring walks a big thing. It's yeah. very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was nervous, Yeah, but I was not anxious. I wasn't, yes. I didn't have that uh, adrenaline and the fear and, and the, what am I doing? Oh my God. And the panic, it was like, this is mad. And then, so I managed to shake that through, through visualizing with you and standing there and not enjoy it, but, be part of it even yeah. though it didn't connect, go my way it didn't go my way yeah. but <laughs> but to me it was still a, it was still a whinge you know the battle yeah, for me was, I was getting rid of my anxiety it's one of them things when you know they stopped it a bit early yeah. just because it's a celebrities fighting but you weren't hurt nothing bad happened yeah. and um i think you could have um had a good a bit of a battle i was i was watching yeah. the fights before I mean, if i could have had a month with you yeah we could have turned that turned that around yeah i mean yeah I don't definitely 100 mate i, I, I told know. you i see I'm very um well. I've got ADHD. I'm very visual, and I watched your, I watched your boxing fights before, and you throw them big wild. Yeah, was it left hands? You yeah. throw them left hands. No, right, right hands, yeah, right hands, big, big over right, over right, right. Yeah, and I've you watched, and I watched Harvey's um boxing fight, and he drops his left as he throws his jab. He drops his right, and I and I remember saying, so if you go out throwing your left, which ain't gonna be natural because it's your jab hand, that he's dropping it. And I watched the, when I watched your fight, he was dropping the hand and he was throwing the other, he was throwing the right, right, the right yeah, hand and yeah. he, was, he was blocking it, blocking it. But if you'd have gone on the other side, yeah, but it's right. easy, it's easy to say when yeah. you look back at things and it yeah. what could have, should have, you know, but you know, it had fun in there and you raised money for charity <laughs> and that's the main thing. <coughs> you me. guys are pals and yeah, no, it's good. It's We've got a good relationship, but I think that, um, back going back to the visualization thing, you, you sent me a link the other day and well, you sent me quite a few links now and I watched this link and, and it focused a lot on Conor McGregor where he almost writes his own fucking future. It's like to that level that he does it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it ain't just Conor McGregor. It's any any top athlete. I mean, any... 
what I, what I like to study is Dan is the um is the elite. So I don't want to study an East Enders actor. I want to study a Hollywood blockbuster fucking star. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to study a British champion. I want to study a world champion. It's that yeah. sort of thing. So that's how I look at the mindset of the elite. And if you look at the elite, it doesn't matter what it is for acting, for golfers, to, you know, to boxers, to whatever, you know, to yourself. And you've even, I remember going about the visualizations. And I remember you having the penny drop, and you went to me. Fuck me, Robbie. You know what? When it comes to my comedy, I do this all the time. I said, well, I fucking know you do because yeah. you can't be successful at anything without running this process. You're a creator, but in the areas of people's life where they're successful, they're always running this process. Yeah. Sales guys are seeing their targets and they're visualizing. They come home and they might have a shit home life because they're not using, they're not practicing the same strategies at home. They're living in the here and now and thinking of what happened yesterday and the argument they had before instead of visualizing the new holiday coming up or them to be married happy. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, being happy just in, in general. So as you said about Conor McGregor, he, he visualizes the rim walk. Tyson Fury, you wow. know, he had he had the vision that he was talking the other day. I see him talking about. Um, he had the vision that once he got so bad, he said, "I've got to come back and do this for other people." So the vision in his head won't be in. It wasn't just about being the a world. He didn't want to be um, a world champion again. He already he, was. He wanted to show, show people, people that he could that come he, back yeah. from the brink. So it was bigger than that. So he had to. Yeah. So. He expected to become a world champion. That weren't the fucking vision. It was bigger than that. Like Muhammad Ali said, I am the greatest. He never said, I want to be. I'm going to try to be the greatest. He said, I am the greatest. I'm 18 years old. He wins the Olympics in Rome and says, I'm, I'm going to be the next heavyweight champion in the world. I'm the greatest boxer this world's ever seen. And everyone thought, who's there? You think he fucking is 18 yeah. year old. He yeah. wasn't even a professional boxer. 22 mm. years old. And, you know, if you think about Ali, what does everyone call him to talk today? The greatest. Mm, greatest. And um, if you study Ali, he said that he was visualizing since he was 12 years old being a, the world champion. Yeah. And it was the same again. So if he's visualizing from from the age of um, twelve to to um, what was he eighteen when he gets in the Olympics, yeah. he had programmed his body. Because what happens is through visualization, when you take the time to sit down, close your eyes, put your body into a relaxed state, and start to visualize. Because this is what you told me to do. You told me to actually do it. Yeah. You told me to do it in real time in my yeah, mind. As if Think it's about happening. as if it's happening yeah, in real time. All your senses, like you feel it, you see it, you smell, you taste, whatever, whatever you need to bring into that reality as pos possible because your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what isn't real. It doesn't know what you're seeing through 3D world or what you're seeing in your imagination. Yeah. So when you're practicing, the, see, the visualization, I always visualize, visualize. But you've got to create the emotional connection. That's the, that's the real reason for visualizing. So you visualize it and then you're like, yes, yes I'm happy. It. You can yeah. feel it. Yeah, yeah that's like, what I was doing. You can feel like a champion. You yeah. can feel like a fucking... And, and one massive thing, sorry to interrupt you, no, one massive cool, thing, because cool. you've got me excited about yeah. it now. But one massive thing that you told me um, was like, yeah, visualize it and then be happy about your win. Yeah, that's and then, it. Like, and it's then, already happened. Yeah, so then... And, and, try, and what I was doing was training my mind. Every time... And I started using this not just for my fight, but for other things afterwards because I, it, it worked... Even though I didn't win the fight, it got I got there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, and it takes thirty days for the reticular activating mm. system to kick in, so we didn't have enough time. It was only a week. Yeah, but if a, a month's time, you'd, yeah. have, you'd have seen even better benefits. But what I'm saying is, what what and this I think is a massive thing yeah. for my for for my list for our listeners today that people are listening and how they can use it in through whatever they they want to use it in is if you start if say for instance you've got something coming up and for me uh, like. My anxiety levels before my big shows, my big stand-up shows, 
you know, it's it's mad because as soon as I touch the mic and I'm on stage, yeah, like, yeah. the audience are putty in my hands and I'm like, I'm a legend. I, I'm meant to be here. Yeah, and this yeah. is this is what I was dreamed of since I was a kid. And, and I love it. And you can't get me off the fucking stage. But on the lead up to that, my anxiety used to be so bad because I was visualizing everything that was going to go, go wrong. wrong. Or, or, or if I didn't, if I didn't know. So anyway, what I realized is from doing this visualizing technique that you told me is every time I started visualizing the fight going wrong i remembered no visualize it going well yeah, and then it. and then that turned into a routine a little yeah. bit so all of a sudden i found myself thinking positively about the fight without even realizing, realizing. that's exactly what happens the thoughts are effective see what happens is you can only think how you feel this is what i keep telling people everyone thinks they've got to think 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 you can't think differently if you don't feel differently. So by visualizing, you're accessing a new emotional state. When you start feeling happy and confident, your brain starts to check in with the body and goes, yeah, this is going to be the bollocks. You're going to enjoy yourself. Here. You're going to have fun. You're going to feel great. You're going to fucking win. And that's where the and anxiety symptoms go. Symptoms go because the anxiety is an emotion. Confidence is an emotion. Anxiety is just an emotion. So it's the emotional intelligence. So you can talk about anxiety as much as you want, yeah? You can, people have suffered with anxiety out there today. You can go and talk to a psychotherapist for the next six fucking months, yeah? But the minute that anxiety hits your chest, you're fucked. You can learn whatever you want about it. You probably know more about anxiety than me because I don't really focus on it. I focus on the cure of anxiety. I don't really give a fuck about anxiety because that's the effect of the problem. Yeah. That ain't the cause of the problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So once you remove that emotion, you, you feel, how do you feel right now at the moment? Relax. Try, try to be anxious. You can't. I wouldn't be able to be now. That's no. what I'm saying to you because your body feels calm. You're doing what you love. So you ain't going to feel anxious when you feel confident and good and relaxed. So your, your mind can only create those negative thoughts when you're feeling that emotion. So by so, reprogramming visualizations, yeah. you're reprogramming your emotion. Yeah. It means you're rewiring your mind. Yeah. So I, this is mad because I, st I, 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 I went, I go through these mad phases on my social media. Yeah. Where, like, I'll take time, like, I'm quite good at realising when I'm a mess, do you know what I mean? If I'm drinking and doing whatever yeah. too much, yeah? So I'll be like, right, I think I need to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol for a little while. Or if I'm like, you know, I'm not getting on with my missus very well, I need to focus on more family time, whatever. And one thing that I, I got really wound up with, um, trolls and just negative, so a few people, a few of my mates that I was, try I was trying to get projects off the ground and... Mm. And they were like, oh, wait, and negative people. And I, 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 all of a sudden, I mean, this podcast originally was called The Power of Positivity, right? Okay. But I changed it to so Chatting Bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah, because I, I can see it. I yeah. can see the contrast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, I called it Power of Positivity because I was going through this phase where I was yeah. like, fuck negative thinking. It's all about positive. So, yeah. so, you know, being nice to people and thinking positively. But I, I could see that I was kind of getting somewhere with it in my own head. But what I wasn't doing was I wasn't visualizing that I was thinking about the now, being yeah, positive yeah, now. now, not the outcome. Yeah, yeah, and also not visualizing in the future, future. like positivity. So a, a big thing, like my stand-up show, when my my agent, well, my manager was saying to me, "Yeah, you know, we'd do a couple of gigs, three, four hundred people, blah blah blah," and I was saying to him, "But that's not how I see it. I see it as a sellout at the Troxy. You got to. Yeah. yeah, that's how I see it." And he's like, it don't matter what Bet you, you see. Yeah, and I, it don't matter. Like, this is what I think we can do. And also, let's start off small. And I'm like, but but what I was really saying is, that's not how I'm visualizing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And, and and then when I when I decided, no, this is how I want to do it. I've done it on my own and I've done it. And technically, that is what, what you're happened? talking it about. What happened? It got made twice. It yeah. got created inside there. And then you had to sell out outside here. Yeah. Did it sell out then, yeah? Sold out, yeah. Eight then, hours, mate. This yeah. is what I'm saying. People don't realize the creativity of the human mind. You think that other people are more intelligent than you or better than you. And 
You know, like your brain's no different than Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, Miami Dali. The brain's the same. It's the, it's the process of thought that makes a difference. And these champions are creators. They're visualizers. You know, they're visionaries. What they call Richard Branson and Steve Jobs, visionaries. They don't go out there good fucking self-talk because they sit there thinking a lot. They don't. They call them visionaries because they see things other people don't see and they bring it into reality. Wow. And, and when we sat, I remember that day when I sat with you and when the penny dropped, you went, Bob, I do this in my script, like with some of my posts. And I'll sit and visualize the whole thing before I even start before I even yeah. start doing it. Do you remember yeah. saying that to me? Yeah, Nicole, like Kid Frankie I've done recently. I was, yeah. being I was visualizing that kid for fucking weeks. Weeks, that's what I'm saying. And it just come out, yeah. And then there's Cole Tesla, yeah, one of the most cleverest guys that ever lived. He used to visualize himself making, like, you know, like radios and stuff. Before he even, before he even took a tool, he had to finish it in his mind. He'd sit there for hours visualizing how he was going to put this thing together before he even got a, a spanner out the bag. So how it's can, crazy. That is mental. How can, how can people adapt this and use this in their life? Well, um, I would first say, I mean, everyone seems to love, once I, once, I, once I have a session with them, we get through the visualising and we start to see the science behind it, the part of the mind called the reticular activating system. Right. Um, when we start looking at the RAS system, and I recommend anyone listening, after you've finished listening to the podcast, jump onto YouTube and Google the reticular activating system. It's a part, it's a group of neurons at the bottom of the brain that work as a filtering system. So it's that, it's, it, it proves to, to to what you focus on that you become so you talk about positivity so for instance if you keep focusing on failing your exam you can be positive you're going to fail your exam do you know what I mean so what's positivity you've got to fucking do yeah. that ain't a good thing then is no. it you're positive you're going to lose no, yeah. and you're fucking going to lose so positivity is the ear or there it's the outcome you have to you have to put your focus onto the outcome yeah. so the RAS system is the thing that if you know if you go out buy a new car you see the car everywhere or if your missus is pregnant, all you see is fucking babies and pregnant women everywhere. Yeah, Mother you told care. me this before. It's so yeah, true. Everywhere yeah. you go. But now my, my oldest boy is 21 there. So I don't see fucking kids anymore. I don't see pregnant women. I spent a pregnant woman the other month for about 15 minutes. And, she, and I looked like, oh, you're pregnant. She went, you're joking. She looked like she was carrying fucking twins. She was massive. But my brain deleted that information because our, our conscious mind distorts, deletes and generalizes information. So... Um, the RAS system is running 2 million pieces a day a second looking for evidence and um, information for what you're focusing on. So if you keep thinking, I have anxiety, this RAS system is looking to prove to you every moment of the day. Once it kicks in, if you search yourself enough again and again and again and again and again and again, again, all of a sudden, it will. the minute you open your eyes, it's scanning two million pieces a day a second to find you evidence that you have anxiety. And it's like people overweight, you know, they keep going, I can't stop eating. And what they do, you see them sitting in the shop, or they're sitting indoors with bags, they're going, I'm not even hungry, don't even want this. That I'm eating it for, and they're shoving the fucking food in their mouth because they're unconscious again. The unconscious is the body's now become the mind because so you programmed the un, it. The unconscious is trying to help you by showing you no, your anxiety. It's, it's not trying to help you. You're focusing. It's, it's the oldest proverb of all time: "What you think about, you become." It's in all the deep sea scrolls, fucking Egyptian pyramids, everywhere you go. Yeah. So, um, what you focus on, you become, and this is like a filtering system. We don't know what you want or what you don't want. It, you have to shout what you have. So, like you talking to me and go, Rob, you know what? I want to win this. Now, I understand you want to win, you want to train, you want to you know, feel yeah. good, you want to get the belt or whatever. Now, your unconscious ain't hearing that. It's hearing that I want to win this. So what it does is it starts to find you evidence. It's got no filter. So it shows you evidence that you want to win, not that you're going to win. So if you look at Ali, what did he say? I am the greatest. So it starts to find evidence for him that it's the greatest, but you've got to keep repeating it or keep yeah. visualizing. Now, yeah. visualization is more powerful because... Yeah. You know, it's hard to stay positive of affirmations throughout the day, but visualizations is a deep, a lot. You know, it's in your core. You're changing your emotional yeah. state. So let me let me ask you. Um, you've worked with some pretty famous people, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
I'll start with so some of the Tawi people you've worked with, you worked with Gemma, Gemma, yeah. Gemma Collins, yeah. you help her with her weight loss. Yeah, a long time ago, helped her with her weight loss. She lost about four stone. Wow. But then, you know, the way I work is with weight loss is not to focus on diets. Yeah. Because, you know, people go back on diets and then it fucking unwise everything I do. But, you know, I, I look at dieting as, um, you know, if you focus, another thing, your RES system, people focus on food. So imagine if, as a therapist, Dan, like if you was yeah. an alcoholic and you come to me, my job is to make you have less thoughts about food, um, yeah. about drinking, sorry, right? Yeah. So less you think about booze and less you're going to drink. Unless the gambler thinks about gambling. The less the, he's going to gamble. Exactly. Yeah. I ain't going to start teaching about autism fucking joggies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To start stopping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is what we're doing on diets. What they teach you, I want to lose weight. Someone fat comes to me, I want to lose weight. I know, I'll teach you to think about food. We're going to think about we're having for breakfast, we're having for lunch. Not even that. Let's zoom in now. Let's, let's start hyper focus. Let's see, like, the carbs, the good carbs, the bad carbs. The trans so you're just focusing on food get, all the exactly, time. And guess what your RES system fucking well, it's does, bro? making me hungry now. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Just thinking about it. Your yeah. RES system starts to go and look for information for more food. So trying to think about food to lose weight is, is delusional. So I look, I look at the law of physics. It's a bit long to go in on here now because yeah. it's, it's a lot, very long sessions I do, um, three-hour sessions. But um, basically, the law of physics can't lie, you know? So, you know, if I've got someone who's, I don't know, say 20 stone, I'll know, and, and they used to be 15 stone, I don't know if they get, I don't care what food they're eating. I don't care if they're eating healthy or unhealthy. But if you get the chew down, like the chew down amount of food they eat in a week now, and just just for the metaphor, they spat it into a black bag, you get a week's worth of their chewed down food, you put on a set of scales. And I'll get the, I'll get the chew down amount of food from someone who's um, 15 stone, five stone lighter, or or when they were 15 stone lighter, and get the chew down amount of food that they ate. I don't care what the food is again. Um, good or bad, and you put on a set of scales, you know that law of physics don't lie. It's, it, the scales are going to go like this. The, yeah, yeah, of course. There's 20 stone amount of food. It's the, it's the it's quantity. More. Yeah, it's the quantity. It's like a, a, a dog. If you had a dog, I had a, a little dog, right? They both come from the same litter. You give yours one pedigree chum a day. I'll give mine one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night. It's going to be fat. Yeah, it's the same fucking food, up. though. It's the yeah. same food. So why are we blaming the food? Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's the same food. So that's how it works with Verve, works with... Um, yeah, a lot of athletes, a lot of um So yeah, so singers. Gaza. Gaza, that's Gaza was a, wow. a blinder. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah, that was a good and that was a funny story as it goes. Cause I'm How did you first of all, how did that come about? So Paul Gascoigne, hey, you must I mean, you're like me, you're a bit of a lad's lad. That's yeah, like a hero, right? He's a, yeah, he's a legend, isn't he? Paul Gascoigne, mate. I mean, the stories he told me, I could sit and listen to him. You if you get him on here, love you he's just unbelievable the man. I imagine. But I think he's got he's definitely got ADHD to autistic traits. He needs to be looked after, the fellow, isn't it? You know, to Is to he re- like a bit yeah, he's all, all over the place. He's a, but he's funny, a lovely guy. But you know, so I do believe he's got you know maybe even Ash Burgess. I don't know. He's got them sort of traits. You know, he's not. He needs to. And his new manager Shane's a fucking lovely guy, and he's looking after him. And you know, I mean, that's why you see him back doing so well now because um, he's got good people around him who actually care yeah, for him. And he was their hero as well. You know, Shane told me he was his hero. Yeah, yeah. But um, working with him was good. I remember walking in there, walking in the back of this rehab gaff, and they had to bring him outside. And I walked in, there was another celebrity in there, I won't name, she might not want me to, but as I walked in, she's gone, Robbie, Robbie, jumps up, jumped her legs around me, and Gaz is sitting there, he's obviously, they've obviously dosed him up a little bit, and it was a blind day, he ruined me, the first thing he went to me, he looked at me, he went, here kid, I went, what? He went, stop going on them sunbeds, you look fucking orange. And that, was, <laughs> that was the first thing he ever said to me, I was like, ah. no, well, yeah, brilliant, and sat down and worked with him, met him a couple of times, and helped him with his anxiety, you know. Wow, um, okay. And yeah, he's a lovely geezer. But I think I, I always look. At, I'm, I feel bad because I just pulled a beer as we're talking about <laughs> as we as we're talking about Paul Gascoigne. But I mean, but you're drinking straight vodka, so <laughs> it's water. Yeah, it's water. <laughs> no, but um, 
I think that you know when like uh, you know the guys give me a beer. I love having I love having a beer in the day every now and then. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm very conscious that you know it's all right, but you have got to be careful with drink and, and and with drugs and with anything with any anything that can potentially be addictive. And I think it's obviously sad for people to see uh, him like that, but also people should be very you know when he's clean and sober when he's trying to do that. I don't because I've just spent a lot of time with Paul Denham. People don't realise how fucking difficult that is. But yeah. it's a constant monkey on your back for these people that are dealing with it. And then to start, he's got ADHD as well, hasn't he? I believe. Sure, he I'm has. He has. He, yeah, he has got ADHD. And, and yeah. Thing, what does that? Do? I mean, some people have said to me, I might even have ADHD. But oh, fuck it, much down. <laughs> You're riddled with it, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is that really? Yeah, yeah. No, you. I, I reckon you probably have. Look, you know, I'm moving now. Look, you can't yeah, still. You're always moving. You know, what is, but, what but is this is not a bad thing. This is all bullshit. When they, I've got ADHD, yeah, I never got diagnosed. I was thirty-seven. I always knew something was wrong with me, but um, it ain't ain't wrong with you. So basically, you can't. It feels like you're just thinking too much all the time, hundred mile an hour. But it's, the thing is, I was, I was, this is the best way to put ADHD in, into in reality. The schooling system likes to make us think that we've got a disability, like you're fucked. You can't focus. No, we like can't. Dyslexia. It's dyslexia. Yeah, but if you if you if you've got ADHD, you have a dyslexic or dyspraxic. You can't. New studies, brain scans are proving you can't have one. If you're dyslexic or dyspraxic, you have ADHD. Well, let me just say this quickly, right? Because I, my little brother's dyslexic. My dad was dyslexic, right? So I was, ADHD. Uh, yeah, but I was never uh, diagnosed with dyslexia or anything like that. But and my missus. She thinks sometimes she just thinks I'm uh, lazy yeah. with my spelling and stuff like that. But listen to this: I, for my whole life, have always spelt the same words wrong. Yeah. Right. Even though I know that they're wrong. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah? yeah. Yeah. I spell stuff as it sounds, yes. and they're like the things I really mess up are they, there, this, or that like, more, was, where, like me as well. W H E R E. You're more dyspraxic where, then. You get if you write something, you might put it is where the A should be or the A yeah. it instead of is. Yeah, yeah. Saying, and yeah. and uh, but always like and like beautiful is one of the hardest words for me to spell, even though thinking about it now, the I E U yeah. like and I, I, I my missus always says to me. You know, like sometimes she, I'll, I'll go, oh, you know, what time's Neve's nursery? What time was she meant to be yeah, at nursery? And I ask the same. I ask the same. That might just be no, drugs ADHD, and alcohol ADHD. abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a bit of that, but, but that's but, ADHD and all. If you read up on it, short-term memory loss. I'm like it. My old woman goes mad at me. I told you three fucking times. Yeah, I but go, I'm always. I'm not being rude. She goes, I ain't telling you no more. You just don't listen to me. You don't care what. She I've says got, that uh, to me every day. You don't listen to me. You're not interested in what I've got to say. I am. I just. I suppose we can't be no, that much, know, but it's got to be something emotionally connected to us. Yeah, but I think that I, I've got so much information to retain about other stuff that I think that maybe my mind thinks no. it useful. I don't know, no, but, no. Well, see what it's, I, I'll but tell it's the same things I always forget and yeah. the same words I can't spell. Always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's anchored, weird. yeah. But I mean, I, see, ADHD, it's no way of looking at it. So with ADHD, they tell us that we can't focus on, like we can't focus. No, if I'm in a classroom with a teacher who's trying to teach me about the First World War and I've got no connection to it i don't give a fuck about the first world war so yeah. just just for instance i'm not i'm not interested in it i can't learn i can try to learn i remember being at school really trying to learn put my mind into it and then i, I think i listened to him for 10 minutes go what did i say and i can't remember a fucking word he just said right yeah you're not, you, you're not invested exactly, in exactly but if you talk to me about the mind mate i'm like I'm, what happens is we go from not being able to focus what they say in things that we don't care about when we find things we care about we hyper focus we become like we're fucking obsessed so yeah, man. what what when they like most most millionaires are dyslexic with ADHD? Well, ADHD definitely. Um, eighty-seven percent. That means the ones that didn't do good at school are the most fucking the, the ones that come from nothing that become wealthy. Yeah. you know, the majority of them. So that's that says it all, really. So when when you hyper focus on something that you care about, see, I can play golf in single figures. 
Um, I don't so much know more. I don't really play, but I've got down to single figure golf. Yeah. I've what played, does that mean? I, like, um, you know, so if the, if the course is, um, I don't know, past 70, most people, most golfers that you'll know, your friends will be playing like in their twenties. Mm. Like, so you 20 over par from the course at so 70, 70. So they're playing yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. Their, um, yeah. in their nineties. Well, I've got down to like, you know, I've played, I've played in competitions and shot like four over and two over. The pros go under. The scratch means they play part of course or they'll go under. Wow, so wow. I've been down to like, you know, so like really, really good, good level, yeah, which yeah. most people can say take 20 years, but I've played at that level. Um, and also guitar, I, play, I can play guitar like Jimmy Dukes, Eric Clapton, you know, I'm, I play behind me, I'm red hot on, the, on a bit of music. So the but the stuff you like, you become obsessed, obsessed with. Obsessed, mate. Yeah. You won't get no one better. Cause I, and I learn slow. I don't learn it easy, but I, don't, I, I think I learn little bits mm. that other people don't see because I have to learn it so slow. I have to go again and again and yeah. again. And um, same with the mind. Like, I'd be, I'd be, when I started learning the minds years ago, I'd be sitting up watching YouTube videos on stuff that I already knew again, and someone else saying it again. And I remember laying there at four in the morning, and I've got to go to sleep, but my ADHD will let me. Like, no, just watch one more. And then I'd have yeah. like three hours, keep going, well, if I do the fucking same the next night. And oh. I, I obsess with um, things that I care about. And this is what the thing is with ADHD. So anyone listening who's got ADHD, don't believe that you can't focus. It's bollocks. If you find something that you can, that you like, you'll be able to hi hyper focus. Yeah. That means you're better than the normal person. So don't believe what gift. they tell them. It's Could a fucking a gift. gift. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll tell you what happened. What, just the only way I can relate to that is I couldn't focus on nothing at school. Like, I was really bad at English. Maths, I just thought, fuck maths. Like, yeah. I, like, I started, yeah, I was just uh, terrible, right? Um, drama, loved it. And then, but everything else. So I got expelled from school and um, managed to come back to another school. And I got some, a few GCSEs. I went into college and then... When I went into, like, I was really bad at school, getting it, like, actually thrown out of one school and very, really low grades. But when I managed to get into performing arts school, I was fucking... The bollocks. The yeah. bollocks, grade A, everything. There you go. But, and also, when I came out, I uh, I was a good salesman, man. I, I found I found interest in, um, you know, recruitment. And then, um, you know, I found that I was good with people, talking to people. So once I found that I was good at sales, I made a lot of money really early at sales, started up my own company, when I got into stand-up comedy, mate, I was just like, now I get it. I was like, yeah. I was like the same as you. I re yeah, I fucking hate reading books, but yeah. if you go to my house and see how many books I've got on fucking stand-up comedy, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah you'd almost come in and go, oh, all right, that's how you know. Like, you're yeah, sort of yeah, almost yeah. like I saw them as like <laughs> cheat code books, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I read it. But also Vine for me, when I started Vine making videos, making a six-second video, so I was like six seconds, and so my mind just saw it in a. Because I broke a joke, I broke a jokes down in the past to like the beginning was like the setup, and then the middle leads you in, and then you know the, like the middle distraction, then the punchline is different from the rest, which activates yeah, you laughing. Exactly. Yeah. It's so called a pattern break. Yeah. So it'd be like, excuse me, can can I smell your fanny? No, you can't. Must be your feet then. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and break. Yeah, yeah, yeah so brilliant. For the, for the six seconds, I was like, all right, so I've got two seconds to do that, two seconds to do that, two yeah. seconds. And once I worked that out, and then I just fucking hammered it. And then next thing I know, I had millions and millions of followers and this like this 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 way of doing it. But you, if, you had, if you had asked me to have that same focus on fucking... Yeah, history yeah, or ge yeah, geography, off, mate, yeah. no, nothing. No, you'd have been pain, wouldn't you? You'd have been yeah. suffering. It actually feels painful because you're not interested. Yeah. So how would you change the schooling system then? I would, well, for one, they're only fucking, there's, there's nine types of intelligence proven, yeah? 
yet we're only still focusing on one academic. And it's all to do with powers above to keep us in, in not all that. It makes sense. I understand it, why, why it works that way. But, you know, I think people are wising up now, Dan. I think people are wising up that there's more to it than that, that, that the mind's a more powerful thing and we can learn how to control it and we can create, you know, look into quantum physics and stuff. You know, it starts to get real deep. Um, but we, I think people are getting wise that we, we can, we're creators, you know, mm. we are creators. And like Elon Musk, he has a different way of doing it. I've, I've heard him talking about how he has his, how he wants his kids to be taught and schools that he wants to open. I'll tell you, I think about schools, I'd like to, I'd love to do if, uh, an ADHD school because I know I can make them kids learn. So I'll give you an example. I've got this uh, a client of mine, Bill, lovely kid, right? He hated school. Fucking hated it. Let's go, let's go early. Yeah. Mate, he wants to be a rapper. You should see the pages and pages and pages he's writing. Yeah. It's, because it's he cares like about they, it. It's creative stuff, right? Crea creative. You've got, it's got to be something you care about. Emotional connections. Are we are creative because we can't, we can only be creative because we can only do any, do something that we care about. And if you're working in a nine to five job, and most people in, in the world, I'd say, I'd say even 80% of them hate their job and they're scared of getting a fucking sack. Yeah, do you know what I mean. So people got to start they're looking. Trapped. They're trapped. You got to start looking inside yourself. You know, the, the changes inside of you. Yeah, not outside of you. No one's going to make you feel loved. No one's going to make you successful. Mm. You got to start creating envisions inside your mind. Yeah, and um, you know, manifesting it into your reality. Yeah, I've got a couple of my friends. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, I've got some, me and my friends have had such different walks of life. And like one of my friends, Snook, for instance, he's a quantity surveyor. And he was really good at school and he could learn and he, and he done well. And also he wanted more school. He chose, he chose something and, yeah. and, you know, and, and now he's got a very high paid, uh, secure job and he's very happy in that role. That's right. There's nothing wrong with yeah. it. That's what you like. That's fine. But to me, I was always, I was very much, um, you know, my, I knew that my jobs were never going to be high, high paid, really, mm. if I worked for someone else. They just weren't. Yeah. Uh, and I'd, I, I'd, I always wanted to have nice things and nice life and stuff like that. So when something didn't sit right with me for a while, I quit. And yeah. I tried something else. And, and I do think that people out there, if you can take what we were talking about earlier about visualisation, right? And I think that if you first thing you've got to do is fucking work out what you want, isn't it? That's so hard I'll for get people. So many people sitting there, go, I don't know what you. They can't even understand the question. What do you mean? What do I want? Well, I just want to be happy. Well, you can't be fucking happy because that's the effect of something that you desire. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to create something to be happy about. You can't sit here being happy. If you just sat here smiling, saying like, yeah. oh, I like cakes, I like chocolate cakes, I'd fucking call you what you lock you <laughs> yeah, up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Then you would be mad. But yeah. you can't just be happy for. No, like you I, need to. You need to have things. You got to create. I your get, thoughts to. I get a lot of people. Loads of people uh, message me, and I think that they see how I live and blah blah, blah whatever. Yeah. And they, they they might message and say, you know. I think more importantly, they see that I'm doing something that I enjoy. It's mm. not about, I don't think it's about money or wealth. Exactly. I think, I think more importantly, what inspires people is they're like, fucking hell, he wakes up every morning and he's, yeah. fought, he, he's crafted his life to force himself to do what he, what he what likes. He but it wasn't always like that. Mm. Obviously, I had to take a lot of risks to do it. But exactly. when people say, you know, I'm not happy doing what I want to do. And then I say to them, well, what, what do you, you want to do? do? Yeah. And they're like, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Then so, well, first, the anyone is listening, systems, first, they've got to fucking work out what, what is, they want, yeah, what makes what, them tick, what makes them feel good. Yeah. yeah. That's the most thing. I think it's the feeling like, I, I don't work. I don't look at myself as well. Actually, a couple of years ago, my my um, my um girlfriend buying me some shirts. You're not done your work shirts. I've ironed your couple of work shirts. I'm not low. She might as well said, your mum's a slag. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I went, what do you say? What do you, you, fucking, say, what'd you, what'd you say? say? Work shirt? You said I got a fucking job. A fucking work shirt. What are you talking about? Well, I don't know work. 
Give me fucking shirts. I went, and I just went, all right, what's the fucking doing myself next? I went on the, t- and I thought, after, I thought, oh, sorry. But something, I've got like this value now that yeah. I don't work. I don't associate what I do with work. I can work fucking Saturday, Sundays. But when I was working for a company, clocking in, clocking out, yeah. mate, they were going to offer me overtime, 10 to 4. I want a bit of overtime. I go, no, fuck that. And that last 10 minutes, mate, it felt like it was like three hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah I remember. Watching the clock, watching. Yeah. It weren't me, but now I can work any hours under the sun because I find the passion and I love what I do, you know? I yeah. Love, I love seeing people. Um, Seeing people change for the better, Dan. I'm just having a look at all the other bits that I wanted to talk to you about. We covered so much already. Um, yeah, hold on. Yeah, let's talk about your holistic retreat then, because you invited me on this. Yeah. What is that? The holistic retreat, well, it's the first body and mind camp. I'm, I'm the creator of the first body and mind camp, yeah? So most boot camps just work the body. Um, and I was on a boot camp, a really good one in the, in the UK, down in Norfolk, really. In, What's up? So the, a boot camp is like just what? fitness, like lose yoga, a bit of weight. Oh, no, no, no. A boot camp's like just hardcore army, military style. Um, you yeah. know that sort of thing. And I was on this boot camp, and I kept seeing, you know, the people were coming back and coming back, and uh, they kept telling me like a lot of eight percent of their clients come back. And I was thinking, well, why is that? Why aren't they? Why are they going away? And I thought, well, it's the mind. They're only working the body. You know, you ain't got you. You've got a body and a mind. Yeah, you can't have a body without a mind. You can't have a mind without a body. Yeah. You have to work both things. Like fighters have to work the mind. A good fighter works the mind and the body. Like McGregor, for instance. Yeah. So I had this vision in my head. I'll never forget. I was in this. I was in this metal shed putting some weights away, and this vision coming like a body and mind camp. Yeah. Mm. And I opened the first one with um, Claire Powell, Pete Ontario's manager. Yeah. Um, we done a couple in the UK. Didn't work out. But my vision wouldn't die. So I said, Look, I've got to go and do my own thing. Um, and now it's Robert Heiss's holistic retreat. It's okay, it's short, but it's it's. So what we do is we we the first session of the day is about visualizations and how to create thoughts and everything gets made twice. I have to put this into their mind before we even start training. So people come for weight loss, yeah. That's that was my idea. But as the, as the years have gone on, people more people come for the mind. Ooh, they're yeah. like we love some people come fit they just want to tone and they're there for the holistic the holistic things we do healthy eating we have no sugar no you know we have a top quality chef um rebecca food for thought um and you know we we, we make sure that the foods you know from the earth basically natural good food and she makes it tasty with little spices so she's really good um i work on the mind so every day you're doing an hour to two hours on the mind each day and then you're doing your um, three or four fitness sessions then we go out and do a you know long walks along the beach and we yeah. do some water sports climb mountains we do you know we, we break it we try to make it as fun we dress people up like some pictures on there you can see of like dan osborne he's like six foot five i know how big he is but we've got him in like a, a little tutu like luminous yeah. yellow tutu and all the men have got it on like and we do like and on that one, we had Stephanie Davis and Gabby from Love Island, and they were doing a dance class. So we try to make it as fun as possible, yeah. you know, so it's a giggle. So, and what, so, people, what do people say they feel like when they come? When man, we've changed people's lives. I mean, you see friendships grow, like two people that never meet each other, they're nothing like each other, and they're the best mates, you know. And yeah. um, a girl at the moment, well, there's one girl, some woman from June, she lost, um, she come on the retreat. She's stuck with it. She's put her visualizations in place. She's now eight stone lighter. Yeah, but that, she was seven stone lighter by November, and she only come in June, and she, she's looking amazing. And wow. now she's um, started her own business, and she's doing, you know, she's she's wants to learn more about the mind herself. We've had um, another lady, Claire. She's lost three stones since September, but her mindset's changed. Her business has taken off. She's got so much, you know, so many good things going. It's just good to get the feedback from all the people, you know. We've seen so many people change, and. And the, the the thing is about the visualizations. Going back to that, Dan, is that you know some people do it unconsciously. A lot of these celebrities and a lot of people don't know that they've done it. 
like for, for instance i've got um jamie are a good friend of yours and mine yeah. and um uh, i've mentioned jamie i might mention him on here today so um he said that's cool because me and him are going to do we're trying to do stuff for the fa we want to get into the fa because jamie's so passionate about um the minds of footballers because a lot of them have they're, vision. They don't know, but they don't realize they're special. Yeah, they don't realize they're visualized to a certain point, and then they stop visualizing. And they start thinking like what you said. Oh, so have to, so the coach don't like me. So have to, and they start changing their thoughts. And you get, he said, like you said, these great players coming through, but they're better than some of the players that do go through. But then the mindset goes, and they fuck up on the day. Is that what you think happened to James? No, Does Jamie, Jamie, talk about... Jamie spoke about it on um, on um, Talksport about it, about um, me and him working together and everything. And he said that he said he. he he, he he actually said personally to me that when I was working with him, he comes to my retreat, Jamie, and I've known Jamie since he was a kid and um, since we were like since he was fourteen. But when he comes to my retreat, I remember showing him the reticular activating video that I showed you, Dan. And at the end of it, he sat there. And everyone walked out, and he looked a bit shell shocked. I went, yeah, I was imagine when I finally get it, mate. He went, I can't believe it. He went, I know what I know everything that's happened. There. He went, I've visualised since I was a little kid. People used to go to me, how'd you become a Premiership player? And they go. I ain't being flashed. It's fucking easy. I just play football, see myself playing for Tottenham, I play for Tottenham. I, mean, I don't know what else to tell people, Rob. I never knew what else to say. I mean, that's, that was it. I just see myself every day in my head playing for Tottenham. And I play for Tottenham. He said, but when I got to Tottenham, I lost all my passion for football. He went, because I never visualised being the best goal scorer for Tottenham. I never visualised playing for the England first team. He, that's, and that's only as far as his dream had gone. Yeah, and he got there. Once he walked out on the pitch, he'd become back in the here and now. But he didn't realise the mindset that he was, the process of thought that he was running got him there. So when he got there, he becomes in the here and now. Now, when you get content, it becomes very lonely and dangerous, yeah? Because billionaires and millionaires, some of the unhappiest people I fucking meet because they stop visualising, they stop creating things to move forward. Except mm. for people like Branson, who's making planes to go outside orbit the earth and fucking Australia in an hour. You know, he's a proper, he keeps it going. So Jamie had the realisation, he said, you know what, Rob? I want to do this for footballers. Me and you have got to get, you know, because there's so many young kids coming in, people that leave the game, don't understand what they're going to be, and they eat the booze and gambling, the wives... Um, yeah, because it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, Money, fame, definitely. no direction. No direction. And we also want to work with, we want to really, we're doing, we're putting a little um, package together for the FA at the moment. We really want to get them working with the teams. So, you know, a lot of the teams have got the trainers and the trainers are old school methods. Sometimes they need, the, t the, the, the players themselves need, a, you know, to re just not forget where they're going, not forget where they come from, not forget where they're going. And don't think that they've made it. Made, yeah, and if you're never going to make you always got to become better. Yeah. You've always got to raise your fucking standards because then you're going to come become, if you yeah. don't, you become content. And Jamie Ara said, I went from Jamie Ara, who everyone wanted, to Jamie Ara, no one wanted. And he said, you know, after that was a hard time for, and hard thing for him to accept. He said that, you know, I had anxiety and my personal life went down. I started getting injuries. He said, and I, you know, but now he says, after that, I'm visualising myself every day now being like one of the best um, like commentators on the telly. Yeah. I, mean, I want to be on talk sport and visualising yeah, yeah. I'm visualising yeah. Sky. And his phone started blowing up. He had started getting more That's Sky right. more. Yeah, I know, yeah. And, you know, he's... And I'm, I've got to get down. I'm going to go and help the Billericke team with him um, yeah. work on their mindset. I think I think that's great because I, I can 100% relate to that. That's great. Mm. Um, my, my missus often says to me, you're never happy, you're never content. And I'm like, yeah, Good. but I'm happy that I'm there. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, we, you know, when we've got, when we've done this, whatever we're working towards, you know, you, that's fine. But I'm, I want more. more. I always yeah. want more. And the more that I get and the more that I achieve, the more that I do realise 
that it's achievable. So exactly, yeah. So yeah. like you know, doing do. I don't you know as a man, there's something deep inside you that can always pull out something better once. Yeah, hundred percent. You know I mean? And I'm like, if I can make a film with Terry Stone, yeah, uh, and yeah. we can make that on a small budget, and we can get it up in the Wait charts, week, yeah. Or, Mate, imagine what I could do in Hollywood. That's exactly I mean, it, but yeah. I know. But when I say that to other people, people are like, "Nah, mate, you can't go to Hollywood." I'm like, "They think you're nuts." You don't know, do you? Do you know what Albert Einstein said? This quote, I fucking love it. No one posted because I don't understand it. Stupid people think there's a fine line between genius and madness. Stupid people think there's a fine line between genius and madness. People don't get it because stupid people, when when people start predicting what they're going to do in the future, they go, "He's off his fucking head." Where's he going to get the money to do that? How's he going to fucking do that? He don't even know a producer. Yeah. The next thing, they put it in reality, and they all go, "Wow, he's a visionary." Then they start fucking admiring you. But no one, no one. Yeah. This is why no one can change the way you see yourself. Yeah. And as long as you're seeing yourself, then you don't give a fuck what no one else thinks. Yeah. But if you ain't visualizing yourself in the future, you're then you become. You, you know, you're seeing yourself for everyone else's eyes. And yeah. that's, that's not going to be good because no, no one's like, looking at you I've as, as good my, as you've got to look at I yourself. I see myself as like a, like a problem solver, right? So, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at right, what, what, what won't people let me do? You know, what, what, what are they trying to stop me doing? What won't they let me do? And what, can't, what am I not capable of doing? Yeah. So, like, recently I've, I was, like, you know, pitching this film out to, to different people and they go, ah, you know what? I, the industry don't really want a film like that. Oh, no, we don't really want to be associated with you. Oh no, you know we don't think it's a go. Oh, there's other films like it. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. And I thought, what am I asking these people for? And and then I realised money. I'm asking them for, for money, money, right? Yeah. All this geezer's got right is money and a connection to distributors. And I'm like, yeah. well, who is this geezer? And I'm thinking about who they are. And I'm like, well, man, I can do that. So what? I've got to get money, and then I've got to get the distributor. And then I was like, right. So let's see if my my fans want to put some money into it, you know. You give you give me fifteen pound now, you get a DVD after. If you yeah. want to be in the film, you pay this. That's uh, a good idea. Yeah, you want to if you want to part in the film, if you want to be an extra fine, if you want to own a percentage of the film, it's a little bit more. If you want to come, if you want VIP tickets to the to the world premiere, yeah, yeah. and after party, fine. And then I worked out and I broke it down how many thousands of people I'd need to raise a quarter of a million pounds, and it yeah. ain't a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. not a lot. And then all of a sudden, I take them on a journey, and I'm like, all right, cool. If I can do that once. And then I can grow that like I've grown everything else. Then that's exactly. I'm it. just gonna make my own films, and then and they can be proper shit films. You, you, but it don't matter. They're out proof there. that everyone's a genius. If you can start visualizing goals in your future, your RES system works out for the information and it discovers it, and you sit there. So what you're saying is, if I visualize it. That uh, the, the thoughts will come. The 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 system yeah. will go right. Where's the information to make yeah. this happen? And it will start telling you, like a satellite navigation system in a car. Yeah, you have to put the the postcode in. Why is that? That's the end fucking go. It can't work without the outcomes. Your brain's the same. More people have a fucking the more faith in a sat nav than their own mind. Because you put a sat nav on, you put the goal right. Whatever the postcode is, SE1 here today, right? Yeah. But we press go. And then what does the Saturn do? It sends a vibration into the universe. It is the satellite. It comes back down and it works it into a map and it goes to you. It don't tell you the whole fucking journey or you don't program the Saturn. It goes in 100 yards, do a left. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In yeah. 500 yards, take the full fix it on the roundabout. Yeah. It tells you just before you need to know. And that's what your RES system does. It ain't got all the information now, but it will find it and it'll tell you just before you need to make that. That's fucking brilliant. You know I mean? That is brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. When you think of it like that, yeah. if you visualize daily enough, every day, mate, your every... mind will find the answers. It always does. You wait for it to come to you. Yeah. I, I wait for the answers. I say, this is what I want. And when I say, this is what I want, I don't actually say that. That's what I'm, I'm explaining it as. It's what a lot of people do wrong, like on the sequence shit. You don't want fuck all. 
you have. You have to have it in your mind. You don't want it. The minute you want one, you're in the wrong vibration. You're in the wrong. You, you're programming your OS system for the wrong things. You want to get out. You don't want nothing. You have. It's here. It's here. It's yeah. here. So, so when I'm you, making a film. Yeah, you visualize and I'm it every day. The money. When you're yeah, you have when you visualize when you're visualizing people giving you the money and these things coming together, you are visualizing the outcome of that happening. Yeah. And guess what? It gets made twice. Everything gets made twice. Look around you. You know, nothing in this room yeah. hasn't been made twice. It's all created as a fault inside a human's yeah, mind. Yeah, mad. It's crazy, isn't it, when you start looking but at... But do you think, do, when you started learning all of this stuff, right, because I can imagine if I got... Because sometimes I go on mad tangents on the internet of stuff that I, oh, well, I, shit, get, yeah. I get into. Did you, did you think to yourself, fucking hell, I've stumbled across... The fucking secret. I know yeah. you said the secret. It's not the it's secret. Deeper than that, but you're, but you're like, but you're like, fucking. This is what everyone else knows, but no one else knows. Yeah, and some people know it and they don't know that. They fucking even know it. It's unconscious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I've become do obsessed. Par- do you think parenting comes into it? Like, if you imagine, like these people that don't. So, say for instance, uh, Jamie O'Hara, up until that point, or very successful people. Do you think a parenting comes into a bit? I where, mean, where I do think they've got. To... A, they've got. A, no, I don't think so. I think sometimes it's luck. Like Jamie said, he, he visualised because you know, if Jamie's parents ain't multi-millionaires, then they ain't going to be able to teach him how to fuck. You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? You have to like. But he, I mean, yes, they would have had that to be a good parents. Jamie's dad, Paul's a lovely friend. He's a great dad. He's behind him all the way, you know, supports him. And, you yeah. know, he's a fantastic dad. But I mean, Jamie had to have that vision. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah. ain't the parents. The parents with Jamie, it was just saying he did. And, you know, and maybe the dad did always say, you can do this and, and visualize, you know, I don't know. But he did do it. That's all that matters. Yeah. And um, I think to myself, look at my parents. I can't go to my parents and start asking them for financial advice because they don't fucking. My mum and dad come from like working class and, um, you know, what the fuck are they going to know? My mum was happy to work in a factory. She wasn't happy to, but that was her. Like, yeah. as long as your bills are paid, because she had an hard upbringing. So as long yeah. as her bills are paid, she liked the safety in it. I was like, fuck that. Mm. I'd rather be in fucking prison than fucking sitting here working in this fucking factory. Do you know what I mean? When I was a kid. Yeah. And they got up to all sorts of all sorts of mischief. So I'm glad I, I rebelled and done the opposite. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's it all boils down to you know, people ask the wrong people. And I like girls, they'll have a right fucking slag of a mate and she goes, your boyfriend shouldn't be doing this to you. And they're listening to her. The person never had a boyfriend in their life. And then yeah. the woman, your old woman will come up and go, wait, you know what? You shouldn't be doing this. And who are they taking advice from? Some bird has never had a fucking relationship in their life. Some <laughs> yeah, yeah. some old goer. Yeah. And then, <laughs> some old giving advice. And it's the same yeah. thing with trying to, your mate's yeah. trying to give you advice for money and your friends. Yeah. Or it has to be successful. If they're not fucking successful yeah. yourself, why the fuck are you listening to Well, them? that's that I I can't say too much on on this specifically, but that's why journalists really used to upset me because I'd I'd you know, I got I've amassed millions and millions of followers, I've sold out many, many tours, I got I wrote and started my own TV show, I've made films, I'm you know, <coughs> and then journalists are t- t- telling me what I should and shouldn't say and how I should do comedy. And I can exactly. remember, I can remember, and I mean, it was never the right way to react to journalists because ultimately yeah. it caused me a lot of problems and and it caused yeah. it caused a downfall because you, you need them. It's just it's that's that's why you, people have publicists and stuff like that. They can destroy you if they want to destroy you, can, and yeah. and you know it's evident. I mean, you can make your own mistakes, but they can fucking amplify them, right? Exactly. And and at the time though, I didn't see the value in keeping them relationships real and 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 good or false even but um i can remember sitting in front of some journalists and going what the fuck do you know about comedy sorry yeah. how many shows you've done how yeah. many jokes you written when did you start writing true, comedy though, and they go well no actually well what we're saying is people are offended i go well what people 
Because yeah, they're but, actually, yeah, they're, they're actually, they're actually people. only offended once you fucking tell them yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. offended. Because no one at my show is offended. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But and that was my, my, but the attitude was incorrect. And you've got to be a little bit more open minded. But I don't know, man. I fucking agree with you, mate. I yeah, think, it's I a think tough it's one. Like, it's the end of the day. They can, they, you're always going to find someone that's not going to like what you do. Yeah. So you, you ain't worth putting your energy with these. These nah, they don't and, like it. Fuck yeah, off. And they don't changed, listen to it. And they changed. And they changed my visualization yeah. at the time. Yeah, think, they do. If, that's if what I'm you saying. You start it. seeing yourself through their eyes. That's oh, what I said to you. Don't, yeah. let, don't allow these. So if you these look at if you look at someone like Ricky Gervais, he reads. Negatrons. Read, if, if 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 Ricky Gervais reads a hundred articles about him yeah, doing a joke anywhere. or whatever, he's just like ha ha. Whereas I was going, what? What would you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. And then and even you know. Uh, it's mad. The power of but the power of what you're talking about is crazy. It, it definitely is. You've got to stay focused to what you want. And you know, as I say in life, no one's. I always. I had a, 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 um, a psychic who I'm doing some show. I'm doing a, a stage show on um, on this this Friday in um, Essex, like a comedy stage show. I do them for charity. I only do one or two a year. And what do you do? Comedy or? Yeah, so I'm going to make them fuck the chair, lose their belly buttons and all that well, sort of stuff. This is, this <laughs> yeah. is hip, 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 I do the stage hypnosis for fun. I used to do it in Portugal years ago when I was working out there. So if you wanted to hypnotise me, you could hypnotise me? If you come to the show, you might go, it depends. Just, it depends how susceptible you are on the day. Do you know what I mean? But, People will be going under. They'll be going out and they'll be losing their belly buttons and doing all sorts of slut dropping. No, and, yeah, people, some yeah. people still don't believe in it, this. It, it got a bit bad because what happened is I was pushing myself as a therapist. And that's my, I love helping people. I come from working class. So I, used to, I know what it's like to feel low self-worth. So my dream is not to make anyone else feel like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing both, earning money, doing the both. And what happened is I started getting a name for myself. And I was one minute I'm giving people lines of hypno coke and fucking hypno ecstasy and hypno bongs with like playing yeah. music like I want to get higher. Yeah. And then they're going, well, how can you trust this man? Some fucking with your anxiety. And he's, so I had to go, right, listen, I've got to, I've got to come away yeah, from the comedy stuff. That's a shame. That's a shame. It um, is a shame. That but I do, you... I've lightened it up. I don't do it as serious as well. I don't put yeah. all that in it now, but... I make it a bit more silly, like losing your belly button. And, oh you know, man, come on, hypno coke sounds fucking that, quality. <laughs> <laughs> they have rap battles in their own language, and that it's, it's quality. It is good, but um, yeah, this Friday. Where is this it? One, this one's in Pits. It's called Pitsy. Um, if you go on my Instagram at Robert Icy H I S W. What area is it? Um, it's in Essex. It's oh, near. Mate. I think it's near Chelmsford. I think I'm not too sure, but it's for charity. Was it a bar? Or? I don't you know what. I don't even know. I've only got the address. I'm doing it for a lady um, for charity for Great Ormond Street. Would you do a show for me? Of course I would. I'd love to. If yeah. I arranged it, definitely, hundred percent, bro. Yeah, that would be cool, man. Get all your pals down and we can. Um, yeah, have a right kick. Yeah, it's blinding. It is. It's really. It is funny. I do love doing them. I, I missed it. You know what I mean. But the, the um, could you use could could if if you was evil, could you use could you use hypnotherapy like in? Could you go into a bank and be like, you're under? Nah, nah. I wish it fucking did. Then <laughs> you know, I'd make the bank manager think, give me after you know, yeah. undo, undo the vote and think he's flipping and jump off a fucking tower bridge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but the evidence gone. Now, nah, I mean, it ain't, you could do that. I mean, you could tie someone to a chair in theory and fucking. I could use hypnotic techniques, but it'd take you probably about a good few days. And uh, do do. Uh, I, I read somewhere that you um you cured a w- woman of her fear of flying. You've done a few, but yeah, this mate, particular yeah, yeah. woman, she was that hypnosis. Yeah, hypnotherapy. There's a difference. See, stage hypnosis is a hypnotherapy. So in my therapy centre, I do like unconscious mind therapy. So I, I do things I'm talking to you about even knowing and um, like Darren Brown, Paul McKenna, and also I do hypnotherapy. Um, but that's not. I wouldn't do stage hypnosis in you know something. Some dance like a fucking chicken. Or yeah, see, that's a command state. That isn't going to help with therapy. Um, hypnotherapy is when you relax someone into a trance state they can hear what you're saying but their body goes like it's asleep so their, their, their mind ain't asleep they can still hear you but the, the body goes like it's asleep it's like a weird trance feeling like sort of 
in between sleep and not. And then I just talk to them and help reprogram their um, subconscious and unconscious it's mind. Like, is it like they're just... 100% concentrating on your voice sort of thing or not even that they might not even know what I'm saying they might sometimes they drift off their conscious mind and because I can do like embedded commands so, so it's really weird it, can go, it sounds a bit weird if you don't this is why see everyone knows hypnotherapy because you can stage hypnosis because you can see it on telly it's funny if you were yeah. to watch an hour of hypnotherapy you'd fall fucking sleep you know what I mean pretty boring but there's things like embedded commands that I do in the hypnotherapy so you get a lot of crap hypnotists out there who don't know what they're doing so some people might say, oh, close your eyes. You feel the grass beneath your feet. And if the person goes, well, I don't feel it. You've just lost the fucking, you've just lost them. Yeah. So I'd use, uh, you have to be careful with the language which you use. It's very fine-tuned. Like you may or may not start to notice the grass beneath your feet. So if they notice the feeling and they accept the suggestion, they can f they get like the sensation, they've taken it. And if they but don't, if not, you ain't lost them. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. You, you may or may not. So you can keep going again and again until the embedded command gets in. But an embedded command is, say, if I said, so it's a weird sort of voice I'd use because hypnosis and trance is hyper-focusing, yeah? So you focus on one thing, like when you're driving, you forget where you've been because you're just focusing on one thing and you're going to trance. Humans are going to trance all the time. So with language, I could say things like, you now may know things, but don't listen too closely as the things stop smoking. Everything's okay. Now you think I'm talking weird gibberish, right? I'm, I'm I'm lying about. So what what goes in the belly commanded? The the brain focuses on the more the, on the whisper. So when I do the, you stop smoking. It was, and I keep doing that enough. Unconsciously, your brain starts pulling out. You stop smoking. It's like subliminal messages, like Darren Brown does. Wow. And I keep putting that in the head. If I say that, if I keep embedded, you don't even know I said you you stop smoking, yeah, or you know, you stop smoking or whatever. You don't smoke or whatever. But the brain thinks it should focus on because it's whispering. Yeah, because it has to hyper-focus a little bit more. So if you start speaking like this in the room of people, you'll see everyone go, I was doing sales. I wanted to get, someone's really digital-minded. I'd bring my voice down and go, yeah, do you know that um, other thing that we were talking about last week? Um, did you still finish? They start going, what? 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 They start <laughs> yeah. they, it commands focus. They yeah. drop everything they're doing and they're hyper-focusing on their ear comes in so they'll lean forward. So yeah. with, it, with the techniques I use, I use like tone. Is it no someone's tone deaf? They will speak like Yoda. Yeah, your brain starts hyper focusing because no one speaks out of tune. Yes, yeah, so you're like what? Yeah, what's what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So you, it commands attention, mm. and if you put long gaps in between, again, no one speaks out of rhythm, so that causes you to draw in. So if you pattern break. Um, the tones and and the rhythm which people speak you, you access it's almost like you're accessing another part of their brain yeah it is exactly that and they start having to hyper focus and they can't focus they end up yeah. like in trance and milton erickson um the guy who invented all this he, he was like uh that's where they got the idea of yoda from you know he was an hypnotherapist he was a psychotherapist who went into hypnotherapy and unconscious mind therapy um he died at 90 odd years old he was like four foot seven he was colorblind, tone deaf. He wore purple suits and lived in the hills in California. He was like a little person. He was from Texas. Okay, you can imagine this little weird <laughs> combination. Yeah. But this geezer was getting people out. I and mean, he was curing schizophrenia to a high level and stuff that people couldn't do. Um, so, yeah. So, the Ericksonian language, it's called. So, I learned that in neurolinguistic programming. I studied one of the first unconscious mind therapies I learned. That's fucking mad. So, you can hypnotize okay. people. 
Yeah, mate. You ever, ever tried it on of... birds back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my old woman. She's a weapon, mate. You, know I mean? <laughs> you? She yeah. still don't know. <laughs> Touch my penis. <laughs> now, what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> oh. It's an It's an hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Stroke it. Um, man, that's been really fucking interesting. Thank you very much. I think that's such a cool, um, cool chat we've had. I think one, uh, one thing I want to make sure is that if people yes. want to follow you and get older, yep. where can they follow you? Um, you can find me at... Um, the Holistic Retreat underscore on Insta. Robert Hiasi, H-I-S-E-E on Insta. Yeah. Uh, under, sorry, H-I-S-E-E. Yeah. And you can also find www.thehypnotistman.com. That's my personal website. Anyone wants help with anxiety, yeah. weight loss, you know, depression, moving forward, coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah, thehypnotistman.com. Come and check me out. But I'll be, I'll, be do, I'll be doing some pictures, putting some pictures up on that when we, uh, when we put that out and tagging you up. And what advice would you, would you give to anyone that, I think a good way to stop this is what advice would you give to anyone that just wants more out of life right now? You've hit now and it already done first. You have to sort of go within yourself and find something that makes you feel good and something that you're going to, you know, a dream. Then don't limit yourself because you haven't got the skills to do it yet. Don't limit yourself that you don't believe it's ever going to happen to you. I mean, fucking just think to yourself, this is a, this is a load of bollocks. It's a liar. I'm never going to be able to do this. But if I could, what would I want? If I could, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be an actor or if I could, I'd, and all of a sudden, then start practicing the visualizations of that. Don't don't go out trying to be an actor. Don't start trying to make the effort. Keep visualizing it, visualizing it. And when that RS system kicks in, you'll get a pulling feeling. Now, the difference between, as I say to people, between um, willpower and the will to do something are two different things. Willpower is people want to lose weight. It's back to like the beginning of this session. Mm. Um, you, tr- you try and do something you don't want to do. If you're coming away from weight, you're coming away from food, you're coming away from fat, yeah, your your focus is on fat, so it's it's never going to work. You're going to get pulled. It's like walking forward with bungee ropes. You're going to get pulled back in again. So you have to start um, going toward your goal. You know, you start uh, going towards what you want instead of what you don't want, basically. Mm, yeah. And then just start creating those visualizations, and you will create the will. Now, the will is some. You know, you don't give a fuck what you got to do. You're going to do it. You know, like you'll go through the extra push-ups. You do the you do the extra sit-ups. You do the you, you know. Miami Daly, they said to Miami Daly, how many, how many sit-ups you've done? And he used to go, I don't know, I don't start counting until it hurts. You know, he was just visualising the outcomes. He wasn't worried about how many sit-ups or push-ups he was doing. He was doing whatever had to be done to get there. And it's the same as you when you create your visions of the things you want to do, yeah. like, you know, your new, your new goals. Your, when, you done, when, you're, when that um, agent went to you, no, you can't do that, start off small. Yeah. He was like, fuck that. You created the will because you visualised it. Yeah. And you get this pulling feeling where you drop your agent who's supposed to, you know, you probably yeah. have more respect for him than you did yourself being able. And all of a sudden, you've lost that. You're like, yeah, oh, I can fucking that. do this. Yeah. And where did that confidence come from? It comes from the, your creation, your creative thought. So, yeah, my big thing would be get on YouTube, watch the look out for the reticular activating system and start visualizing and secondary as you visualize say what you're feeling like inside your mind notice identify you know what you're seeing what you're hearing what you're feeling what what sounds you hear you know the the touch really try to imagine it all um, with your sensory awareness and Mm. give that 30 days you build new neuro pathways and you will see results in 30 days in your life changing dramatically so every morning from now on or just before you go to bed both that's what I like to do I'm in California every morning every night my vision now is to get my retreat into California um, I was already out there January this yeah. year having a little nut about having a little mooch getting it all getting my ideas together and um, next year I'm doing my first one out there it might only be a week or two out there next year um, I'm based in Barcelona now my new ret- my retreat the holistic retreat.com yeah. I mean 
everyone get on that. I mean, it's an amazing experience. If you want to, it's a good place to start self-discovery mm. to sort of figure out what you want, where you want to go. And you're going to be around like-minded people. Everyone that turns up at my retreat are all on that same vibration. They're all there for self-discovery. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a great no place egos. to start. No egos, man. That's stripped. No, most people come on their own. The most frequently asked question is, oh, um, I want to come on my own. It's, it's a lot of people come on their own. Yes, I'd say 90% of the people that come on my retreat come on their own and meet new people. Do you have a no shagging rule? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, what can you do? I'll do say no. Yeah, obviously, but it's a bit hard for them to do that. But because <laughs> yeah. they're all sharing rooms and stuff. But you know, if it, I won't know. If yeah, it, but that's not what you can go for. That's what we're saying. You know, no, no, it's not. No, it's more. Yeah. It's all self discovery. Most <laughs> of it, most of it's girls. To be honest, but I'd say ninety percent of them is girls. So you only but, get um, one or two men on each retreat, really, which is a shame. But yeah, um, yeah, man. So in the morning, wake up, spend a couple of minutes visualizing what you want. In the evening, do the same thing. And after 30 days, your mind will start making it happen. Yeah, definitely. 100%, Daniel. Now, right, mate. mate. Thank you very that much. That was fun, man. It's been a pleasure, mate. That it's was been fun. a pleasure as it usual. Was, I mean, this, it's been quite a, like a like sort of a serious one for yeah. me. Yeah. But I think, fucking, I'm, how much, <laughs> how good. I know. My mate went to me, my mate went to me early, earlier. He went, well, what's that show you're going on looking at? We're going to talk about mental health on the show. What's the show called? I went, I'll talk in bollocks with that. Yeah. Went, <laughs> a bit of contradiction yeah. there, brother. I said, nah. no. I said, but the people, things that don't know about you, Dan, is that they do see you as a comedian, but you are very professional and people yeah. don't get to see the other side. You are a visionary, mate. You do, you. you yeah. do that behind closed doors and, and you know, you're, you're a great comedian, but you are, I'll, I'll see another side to you as well. You know, like today, you're very professional. So, you know, you don't get, you don't start getting to the top by um, not being a visionary and you're a creator like the rest of the rest of people moving your way and you, yeah. you know everyone keeps visualising we're only going to go upwards baby so see yeah. you at the top. well that's why I wanted to get you here mate because <laughs> now we've got some people listening what better shit to listen to than this man that's it you, you never know I mean this is what it's all about you never know some people might some people might come off the back of this podcast and go do you yeah. know what I'm going to start visualising some shit and I'll tell you what yeah. if any of you take this stuff seriously let let me and Robert know yeah, if mate, your life in. changes man. please let us know yeah, yeah. keep because it will happen. It's a, it's a, it's inevitable. It has to happen. Everything gets made twice. So yeah. just keep us posted. That'd be amazing, That's Dan. Cool. To get some people post back, post in to us. Yeah, wicked man. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. That's I good. really appreciate it. Thank you for no, having me on. I appreciate no problem. It, brother. No problem. Thank you. All right, everyone. Pass on the podcast. Make sure you share it. Tell someone to listen. If this has helped you, and you think you know someone that this might help as well, make sure you tag them in it. Um, and just give me and Robert some feedback. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. He's got a podcast, old spice and miles and miles of pubic lice. STG, fridge, freeze, he's a proper naughty geese. Chatting bollocks, shit stains, moist stains and airy tushing. Jimmy Savile track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you wee. He'll shag your mum for no money. A maphrodite hat on the door. Don't cry, it's only a joke, you silly mush. <laughs> Don't stress, beat the beat. Moisture is on eat. Don't stress, beat the beat. Say, take a seat. Airy feet, not much air. Massive tits. Beat the beat. Beat the beat. Airy feet. You're listening to Chatting Bollocks of Daniel O'Reilly. What a Plonker, he really is. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey. Hey. 
It's Kat. And actually, it's Pat. And actually, we're randomly the host of a podcast called Seek Treatment. And to Pat, tell them what's it, what's it about. It's actually a podcast about boys, sex, dating, and love. Each week, we invite an exciting guest. And we do our very best not to be boring towards them or even towards you, the listener. We try to say interesting things that are actually so hilarious that you laugh your ass off. And after your ass falls the heck off, we guide our guests towards the most important question of all. Who are you? Who, who are, are you? you? And, and who, who do you, you want to be? be? So if you liked what this was. If you heard this and said, <laughs> I love what this is. <laughs> then like and subscribe. To see treatment. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.